Life Audio. Welcome to Truth Tribe with Doug Grotheis. I'm your guest and host. This is where we seek the truth through reason and evidence about the things that matter most. Sometimes have some fun along the way, but given that the topic today is gender ideology in the Christian worldview, we probably won't have a lot of fun, but I hope we will get to the facts of the matter. Blaise Pascal said, Men are so inevitably mad that not to be mad would be to give a mad twist to madness. Now, when we hear about family-friendly drag queen shows and drag queen story hour and of young girls having their breasts cut off because they want to become boys and so on, when a Supreme Court nominee is asked what a woman and she will not answer the question, when we hear language such as birthing person, chest-feeding, male-bodied person, when we dispute the use of pronouns and so on, we live in a strange world. And we need to try to get to the bottom of this. I think of an old song by the Kinks back in 1970 called Lola. Girls will be boys and boys will be girls. It's a mixed up, muddled up, shook up world except for Lola. Your family, your faith, they're not in the way. They are the way. From the creators of Jesus Revolution comes the incredible true story. It's going to be dangerous and scary and giving up. It's not an option. The story of one family's journey from down under to center stage. Unsung Hero, a for King and Country film starring Candace Cameron Bure and Terry O'Quinn. In theaters now. Visit unsunghero.movie to learn more. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. And Lola, you find out in that song, is a transvestite. Now, we need a solid sense of sexual identity that matches reality and which is livable. So what I'd like to do today is look at the roots of the identity revolution concerning gender ideology and then present a biblical and logical response to this. So what is behind this idea that you can create your own gender, that there is no binary of male and female, that we need to be flexible and fungible and fluid about gender identity. Well, let's go back to Sigmund Freud. Sigmund Freud was an atheist. He believed that human beings were sexual from birth. He taught infantile sexuality, which produced a lot of mischief. Now, Sigmund Freud would not be appreciative of much of what we see today. He believed in some restraint sexually. He thought that was the price of civilization. But those that follow him disagreed. 
So let us jump to a Wilhelm Reich, 1897 to 1957, wrote a book called The Sexual Revolution. Reich believed that sex was the basic energy of the universe. He called it orgone. even developed a device called an orgone accumulator, which was satirized at a Woody Allen film. He believed that sexual pleasure was the highest good. Traditional morality must be destroyed as repressive and unhealthy. Thus, our identity and our meaning is determined by sexual desire only in a godless, meaningless world. Then there was Dr. Alfred Kinsey, 1894 to 1956, who normalized sexual perversity. He, too, was an atheist, so he did not believe in any divine standards or any limits or taboos, and he studied the sexual behavior of men. He published a book on this claiming that things like pederasty and bestiality and so on were really rather normal, and we shouldn't get upset about this. Now, his studies were based on terrible samples. He was interviewing people in prison for sex crimes and so on. But nevertheless, Alfred Kinsey is really a beacon of sexual liberation for so many. Then we have another man named Dr. John Money, lived 1921 to 2006. And he told us that sex is different from gender. And he believed that our identity sexually was all about nurture and not nature. Gender is a spectrum. Gender is not a binary. So let me go into some of the key ideas of gender ideology, and then I'm going to challenge them. First, the self is untethered from God, from history, from the body, and from community. It floats free of any limit or any guidance from outside the self. This is the teaching of what Carl Truman calls expressive individualism. And please read his book, The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self, about this. So this viewpoint denies that we are creatures of God. It denies antithesis, the difference between male and female, as a created category. Let me read you a quotation from Francis Schaeffer back in 1968 from his book, The God Who Is There. Some forms of homosexuality today are a philosophic expression. One must have understanding for the real homophile's problem. But much modern homosexuality is an expression of the current denial of antithesis. It has led, in this case, to an obliteration of the distinction between man and woman. In much of modern thinking, all antithesis and all the order of God's creation is to be fought against, including the male-female distinctions. Now, this is what is behind the idea that men can become women, women can become men. There is no binary of male and female, and if you think there is, you are repressive and you are a hater. Now, let's present a biblical view of this. Human beings are made in the image and likeness of God. We were put here to love God, to love one another, and to develop nature according to our propensities that God gave us. We represent God in God's world. We are relational, rational, creative, and erotic beings. We possess objective value that is different than any other living thing. However, human beings fell into sin. We thus are estranged and alienated from God. We need redemption through the work of Jesus Christ. We need his atoning death 
to cover our sin. And if we have fessed up to the fact that we are sinners who need to be redeemed and forgiven, then we find our deepest meaning in obedience, in loving and serving God, in loving and serving others. And we are willing to live by the standards that God has laid out in the Holy Scripture. Now, let's try to summarize a bit of this with some biblical math. There is one God, an infinite personal, triune being, one God in three persons. There's one human race, two genders, both are fallen, and there is one Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We are created male and female. There is no third option, Genesis 1, 26 through 28. Heterosexual monogamy is the norm, the standard for human life, human flourishing. Anything else misses God's design, hurts us, and angers God. As C.S. Lewis said in Mere Christianity, Chastity is the most unpopular of the Christian virtues. There is no getting away from it. The old Christian rule is either marriage with complete faithfulness to your partner or else total abstinence. And Lewis says that this shows there's either something wrong with Christianity or there's something wrong with us. Now, the fall of human beings complicates matters existentially in terms of sexual proclivities, men may desire men sexually, women desire women sexually, and so on. But the fundamental binary, the fundamental antithesis between men and women as created categories does not change. Now, there is something called disorders of sexual development, sometimes called wrongly, actually intersex. This is where some people do not develop normally. They might be born with ambiguous genitalia. They may not be able to process testosterone correctly. Uh, these are tough and extremely rare situations. Let me read you something from Nancy Piercy's book, Love Thy Body. She says, in culture war rhetoric, the existence of intersex persons is being used to disrupt the male-female binary. They are often included under the umbrella of transgender to bolster the claim that there is not only male and female, but also a range in between. But that claim is self-contradictory. Intersex is a biological condition, while transgender activists insist that biology is irrelevant to gender identity. And as I said, the term intersex is a misnomer because there is no sexual identity between male and female. However, there is this condition called disorders of sexual develop, development that affect a very, very small percentage of people. But still, the biblical norm is intact. Right behavior is clear for people that do not have this condition. Male is male and female is female and heterosexual monogamy is the norm. That is the biblical norm. And the cases of people who are intersex are, as I mentioned, uh, rare. They can be troubling and difficult. In some cases, children may be actually assigned the wrong gender at birth, and that would be corrected later on. But you see, none of this affects the fact that there are still only two genders, ultimately. And let me read to you from a book called The End of Gender by Dr. Deborah So, who's a sexologist 
She says biological sex is either male or female. Contrary to what is commonly believed, sex is defined not by chromosomes or our genitals or hormonal profiles, but by our gametes, which are mature reproductive cells. There are only two types of gametes, small ones called sperm that are produced by males and large ones called eggs that are produced by females. There are no intermediate types of gametes between egg and sperm cells. Sex, therefore, is a binary. It is not a spectrum. And I should say that Dr. Deborah So is not a Christian. She really has no strong moral framework, but she does tell us what is going on biologically. Now, what about eunuch? Some people think eunuch would be a third category outside of male and female. In Matthew 19, 12, Jesus mentions eunuchs in the context of whether or not it is good to marry. He says there are eunuchs who were born that way, and there are eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by others, and there are those who choose to live like eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. The one who can accept this should accept it. So Jesus is identifying three types of eunuchs, that is, natural eunuchs, those that are born that way, perhaps males born without testicles or something like that, involuntary eunuchs, those who have been made eunuchs by others, and this happened in the ancient world where some kings would castrate some of their servants to take care of the harem, and voluntary eunuchs. Jesus here doesn't mean people who can or should voluntarily castrate themselves, but who choose not to marry. That is the traditional understanding. So the idea of being a eunuch in the biblical understanding has nothing to do with transgenderism. It does nothing to support gender ideology, nor do diseases of sexual development in any way support the gender ideology that denies the antithesis between male and female. So, biblically, we should follow God's law, what he has revealed to us in Scripture. We are creatures who have been created with a certain nature, and we should live within our created nature. And in fact, what we have in gender ideology is what might be called a kind of dualistic nihilism. And let me read from an essay that was published by myself on this early, sometime in 2022. What gender ideology applied to transgenderism means is dualistic nihilism. Nihilism is the philosophy that existence has no meaning, purpose, or value. Nihilism is always atheistic. Gender ideology is dualistic because the mind floats free of the body and has no organic connection to it. A biological male feels more like a woman, so he goes trans and becomes a woman or vice versa. The original body means nothing and can be carved up and chemically altered according to the whims of the mind. This belief is nihilistic in two senses. First, according to this view, the body itself has no intrinsic value or purpose. It is mere meat to be manipulated. This differs radically from the biblical view that God created us as male and female, and that we should live true to our identity as such. See Genesis 1 and 2. We were made for heterosexual marriage and childbearing, or for being single and chaste. 
Moreover, God owns us, and we have no right to damage his good work. Psalm 24, verse 1. Transgenderism is nihilistic in a second sense. The mind that wants to radically change the body is not responsible, on this view, to any higher moral standard. It creates value and expresses it according to individual erotic desire, which is disconnected from any larger meaning of life. There is nothing to constrain the mind or the desires apart from the physical limitations and social standards. This is expressive individualism, as Carl Truman puts it, and it produces an unprincipled will afloat in a meaningless universe. While millions are rushing into this transgender abyss, over 90% of young people who experience discomfort with the sex of their body, that is gender dysphoria, will recover from it after puberty. With strong parental support and competent counseling, these troubled children can become happy with the bodies God gave them and express their sexuality rightly. Those who disfigure and poison themselves can find no such happy ending. Further, such transitioning is so radically unnatural and abnormal, it is no surprise that it is no magic cure for depression or suicidal thoughts, as various studies have shown. The distinguished physician, Dr. Hugh McHugh, puts this into perspective, quote, sex change is biologically impossible. People who undergo sex reassignment surgery do not change from men to women or vice versa. Rather, they become feminized men or masculinized women. Claiming that this is a civil rights matter and encouraging surgical intervention is in reality to collaborate with and promote a mental disorder. A hundred years ago, if someone came to a physician and said, I feel like a woman trapped in a man's body, and I ended the quote a minute ago, the physician would try to help the man adjust his mind to his male body. Today, many physicians and counselors would advise that this man adjust his body to his mind and to transition. But God does not put a male mind into a female body or vice versa. Gender dysphoria, while real and sad, has been historically rare and is better treated psychologically than anatomically and chemically. Now, having made this case that there are two sexes, although this can be made more difficult with disorders of sexual development, there are still nevertheless only two sexes. And the idea that sex is a a spectrum is wrong. John Money is the one who wanted to divide sex from gender and make gender just float free and be anything that one wants. However, I do need to say, though, that I think some people have been hurt by gender stereotypes. Biblically, to be a man means to obey the sexual law that God has given men. That is, to not engage in homosexual activity or any activity outside of sex within a heterosexual marriage. And the same is true for women. So what it means to be a man is essentially to obey God's sexual norms and also to not pretend to be the opposite sex. Deuteronomy 22.5 forbids men dressing like women or women dressing like men. And that's not some arbitrary law or something part of an old covenant that's vanished away. It's based on the order of creation, certainly. Now, 
What about people who are a bit different? There is nothing wrong with a man who cries easily, who loves art, and doesn't like football, and doesn't like to work on cars. Uh, that would be me. And I uh, am, I take it, a masculine man, and I have no trouble with my sexual identity. But I don't fit certain masculine stereotypes. So what? Uh, what if a woman is a tomboy and is not very emotional and is very physically strong? That doesn't mean she's not really a woman. It means she's a woman of a certain kind. So I think some people have very sadly thought that they're not really men unless they fit a cultural stereotype, or they're not really women unless they follow a cultural stereotype, when in fact that's just not the way it is. The issue is fundamentally about moral behavior with respect to one's sexuality and not pretending to be a member of the opposite sex. So, we've done a lot in 20 minutes. I hope that it has been helpful. This is Doug Grotheis with Truth Tribe. If you want to know more about me, you can go to my webpage, douglasgrotheis.com, or find out about what I teach at Denver Seminary at denverseminary.edu. Truth Tribe is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Everyone wants to change the world. Capital Ministries is doing just that, one heart at a time by creating disciples of Jesus Christ among political leaders in the U.S. and foreign nations. For more than 25 years, founder Ralph Drawlinger has written Bible studies specifically for public servants. Study along with us and learn what the Bible says about capitalism, communism, abortion, same-sex marriage, and other contemporary issues. Subscribe and follow us at lifeaudio.com or search Capital Ministries on your favorite podcast platform.